Welcome to this week's Titanium Pod Letter. I'm your host and author, Eric Gonzalez. Tackling the Billion Dollar Tech Debt Problem. Titanium Newsletter, January 15th, 2024. Data unfiltered. Tech debt is a silent plague. Tech debt is a billion dollar problem that affects everyone, regardless of organizational level. As tech debt piles up, it becomes difficult to unravel and sometimes impossible to eliminate in organizations. There's a simple reason for that, which is it is easier to ignore tech debt and leave it unresolved. Not dealing with tech debt takes less time, is easier to implement solutions, gets issues and problems resolved quickly, introduces a small piece of tech debt over time. The alternative path to resolving it needs buy-in from all parties, has longer cycle times for development, requires more learning by everyone involved, and develops a more sound, future-proof solution. While it is easy to understand why people opt for the simpler short-term fixes, as that tech debt accumulates, it creates expensive long-term problems. Some calculate that teams spend 23 to 42% of their development time tackling tech debt. Another McKinsey study found that some companies could generate 200 to 300 million in benefits by addressing their tech debt. People may quit and leave their teams to deal with their old tech debt with no documentation. Several cycles of six to seven figure consulting engagements are needed to unravel tech debt across the organization. Product consistently breaks with teams becoming overwhelmed with fixes instead of focusing on new initiatives. And new product implementations require migration of legacy systems that are impossible or have longer than expected cycle times. Yet, even though the tech debt can result in millions, possibly billions of dollars from operational costs, revenue lost, resource attrition, customer churn, and product failures, many companies, teams, and individuals rarely spend any time addressing it. How tech debt takes form and how to resolve it. Tech debt isn't something that comes up out of nowhere. Rather, it tends to be a symptom of a, quote, leaky faucet that everyone ignores that eventually floods the entire house. This, quote, leaky faucet comes about in a variety of ways. One, strong egos anchoring to built products, making change difficult. Two, leaving the team unprotected to excessive ad hoc requests. Three, being reactive instead of proactive on tech debt. Four, zero investment on reducing tech debt. Strong egos anchoring to built products making change difficult. Humans are walking paradoxes when it comes to technology. The majority of us will upgrade our phones, computers, and TVs when new ones come out. Yet, that 10-year-old code base that was developed when we first launched the company, yes, that's the bedrock of our data infrastructure. So we don't need to upgrade or change anything. This attitude towards, quote, protecting previous work developed or the person who developed it is the number one item that plagues most organizations. The person who developed it is typically protected by leadership because, one, they developed an innovative solution to help the company get to where they are today. Two, they managed or maintain the data infrastructure so any changes must be approved by them. Or three, they are leadership. The problem with the notion that this code is infallible is it was usually developed as an ad hoc request because it was, quote, what worked at the time. And then that evolved with patch fixes over time, but no one's taken a holistic view to see that it is an accident waiting to happen. If you must upgrade your phone firmware after two weeks because of a small patch fix that resolves a flashlight issue, you should probably upgrade your 10 plus year old code that supports a billion dollar enterprise. Leaving the team unprotected to excessive ad hoc requests. The most dangerous note a person can receive on the team is, quote, it'll just be a quick fix. 
One, it is never a quick fix. Two, the quick fix now displaces the planned work. Three, most quick fixes result in the creation of tech debt. Four, those quick fixes are a slippery slope into an endless stream of ad hoc requests. To prevent this, leaders need to protect their teams and create the proper intake process for these ad hoc requests. I break down requests in three ways. One, bugs. These are problems with current solutions that need to be addressed immediately because they are causing an issue to production reports, pipelines, and models. Two, additions. These are iterative improvements for existing solutions and should be planned for depending on the effort needed and impact ROI on the business. Three, new development. These are new initiatives that do not have an existing solution and should be similarly planned for depending on the effort needed and impact on the business. The first request can displace planned work. The last two should not. If you let those last two requests interrupt work consistently, you're enabling ad hoc requests, disabling the development of long-term solutions, and ultimately creating the perfect environment for unresolved tech debt to run wild. Being reactive instead of proactive on tech debt. Remediating previously developed tech debt helps resolve your current state problems, but it does not allow you to prevent it from occurring in the future. It's the equivalent of cleaning your house only when guests come over and then letting the same poor processes get the house dirty again as soon as those guests leave. You are treating the problem instead of developing a solution to stop the problem from happening or worsening over time. For example, if you used V2, V underscore final, V final underscore V2, instead of standardizing the naming conventions, being reactive would mean you removed the previous versions and maintained the final version. There, problem solved. But then someone creates V3 underscore final the next day, and you must do the same exercise again. Being proactive would mean that you leverage a version control tool, Git, SharePoint, to maintain the version history without the need for an endless amount of suffixes. Now, no one has to identify the most recent version and can revert back to a prior build if the file is corrupted or the pipeline is broken. Now the problem is solved and you set yourself up for future success. Zero investment in reducing tech debt. Whether you are an executive, a people leader, or an individual contributor, everyone should focus on reducing and preventing tech debt. Unfortunately, this is not the case at most, most organizations because everyone is focused on, quote, what's next, and, quote, what happened isn't relevant unless it breaks down and impedes, quote, what's next. Each role can take a few proactive steps to ensure that tech debt is being addressed and prevented from occurring in the future. For executives... One, provide teams with the resources, time, and space to resolve their tech debt. Two, prioritize process versus innovation appropriately for each initiative. Three, create and enforce enterprise standards. Four, educate on the fundamentals. For people leaders, one, analyze the team's data products regularly to identify tech debt. Two, make time to resolve tech debt before jumping into new initiatives. Three, prioritize intelligent design over quick cycles. Four, emphasize the fundamentals. For individual contributors, one, remove the ego from your work and focus on developing the best product. Two, identify how to help debug others' work. Three, consistently revisit and refine your work. Four, learn the fundamentals. You won't prevent all tech debt from occurring, but by taking these steps, you can likely reduce the 23 to 42% of development time spent on tech debt and focus on building for the future rather than always remediating the past. Data in the world. CES highlights that not everything needs to be AI-driven. The Consumer Electronics Show, CES, is the first conference each year to highlight the current trends in tech and innovations on the horizon. Given the hype cycle we're in, 
it is no surprise that AI is everywhere, even when it shouldn't be. Layoffs, layoffs, and more layoffs. 2024 is picking up right where 2023 left off, with layoffs hitting many companies, especially big tech. Amazon has now cut positions across Audible, Prime Video, and Twitch. Alphabet laid off 1K+, gearing up for AI hiring. Citigroup is cutting 20,000 rolls after hitting lows in fixed income trading revenue. And although many layoffs are occurring and people are documenting it, I expect many will be reshuffled to other companies rather than be out of work for extended periods. The great reshuffle continues. What if your favorite celebrity influencer taught you calculus instead of a dry professor? Or if Einstein taught you physics? Kim K and Taylor Swift take their shot at teaching mathematics, which reimagines the way we may learn in the future. Data career tips. In the interview process, analyze where you're at. Interviewing and going through the process can sometimes feel like a full-time job. You're sending out constant emails, crafting the perfect resume and cover letter, spending 30 minutes to an hour on calls, practicing negotiating, and more. It is easy to get consumed by all these steps and not evaluate your performance, where you're stuck, and how to improve that specific portion. Traditional steps in the process are 1. Submitting an application, 2. Interviewing with a recruiter, 3. Interviewing with the hiring manager, 4. Interviewing with the divisional lead or executive, and 5. Receiving an offer and negotiating, accepting, or rejecting that offer. If you aren't getting recruiter calls, likely means your resume or cover letter isn't good enough, you are applying to jobs that aren't a fit, you aren't standing out as an applicant. If you aren't getting to the hiring manager interview, it likely means you aren't selling yourself and how it ties to the role well, your experience isn't resonating with the recruiter, you haven't practiced in interviewing enough. If you aren't getting to the divisional lead or executive interview, it likely means you aren't connecting the dots between your role and your experience, you don't come across as a good team player or seem coachable, you aren't specific enough about examples from your past. If you aren't getting offers, you fail to see big picture items and how your role helps, and you don't seem like a culture fit. Each step in the process allows you to analyze your performance and evaluate what is needed to proceed to the next step. If you're stuck on a particular phase, figure out why and adjust accordingly. Titanium number of the week, 65. Nearly 65 years ago, Dr. Martin Luther King was shot in the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. 18 years later, on January 20th, 1986, President Reagan signed a bill making today MLK Day a federal holiday. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing and listening to this week's pod letter. If you enjoyed the pod letter, the best way to help is by sharing it with colleagues and friends. If you prefer to read the newsletter, the Daytonium newsletter will be released weekly on Beehive with a link in the show notes. Feedback is a gift. Please reach out to datinuum at gmail.com with any feedback or questions.